That was not did difficult. You, did you see that, Ryan? There was a very, very angry forehead on screen there. <laughs> I saw a video of us seeing Indy's feet now and again. No one's going to see the video. Hey, what's on your socks? Uh, Marilyn Monroe. Oh, no. You have Marilyn Monroe what? socks. That doesn't... Yeah. Oh, no, I see. It doesn't matter. Yeah, she's upside down. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I assume, John, you're wearing... Dext or Lightyear or... Is that your t-shirt on today, I think? My socks are doggies. That's wrong And slippers. You've got very flexible legs there, Ryan. Thank you. That <laughs> never you comes go, in useful. You're going to try and get them behind your head, Ryan. That's what you're going to do. Yeah, I know. That was almost a pretzel. <laughs> oh, it uh, comes in useful at times. <laughs> you bite your own toenails. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, gross. I'll have you know I can. <laughs> and probably have don't remember because we're now hitting the, the speaking circuit with the pod I thought I, I should compete with Alistair on the shoe front after those raspberry oh show us show us I have got some bright orange ones which I'm quite proud of as well ah ditto John at some point you'll do something <laughs> brilliant Something brilliant. That's what he was going to finish that sentence. Brilliant. At some yeah. point, you're going to do something well, brilliant. I did say it. Ryan. Ryan. Beating us up here on the pod. In Ryan Rage. Wow. Ryan oh, Rage. I need to copyright that. Um, thank you. You so must have done I that believe... before you did your wanky wrists. It's always Not something. Fun. At least, you, at least you're being a reliable hypochondriac on the team. <laughs> It's not hypochondria, it's actually happening. Sometimes I look at you two and I think, how the hell did we end up talking? You know? I don't even like John. <laughs> so we start doing the bloody shows, can you imagine how horrendous that's going to be? You guys, you've got 40 minutes, fuck me. 40 minutes, we only just get going, get the exactly. first question. <laughs> it's like foreplay. Come on, let's go. Hello, welcome to another episode of Digital's In A Cruel World podcast. Excited to introduce a slight change to our app news today. So before further ado, Ryan, how has your week been going? It's been good. I've seen to have been hit with a bout of hypochondria at the moment. And so all ailments are fictional. That's the main thing I've found out about myself, John. Good to know that you admit it. And Indy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was going to say something highly inappropriate. I was like, I can't possibly say that. Um, Why did your daughter walk in the room and interrupt? <laughs> no, no, nobody's here. I'm on my own. And Indy, our amazing producer, the lady that keeps us in line and helps us to warm up before the main event. How are you? John, you are so special. Thank you for that. Keep me away from the windows. I can understand why. I'm good. I put my back out this week, so I'm just struggling through, and it's really sad and very frustrating. But hopefully, another couple of days, and I'll be on the mend. You don't realize how debilitating a back can be if it's not working. Well, I am sorry to hear that, and hopefully, you'll feel better soon. You need to get whatever the hell it was that you were talking about before back into line with your. and chakra and god knows what yeah the sacrum yeah yeah that's right (laughs) whatevs well how are you john i'm amazing i am doing really well it's the end of the week and i'm looking forward to uh working away from home for the next two weeks which is going to be exciting might we say john you're looking very sharp today is that a new haircut it is it is but at least at least one of us can talk about a new haircut can't we yeah, no one's commented on my haircut. 
every week I do something new. No one ever notices. We wouldn't talk about your haircut, Indy, because unfortunately we're men, so we wouldn't notice if your hair was any different, to be perfectly honest. Thank you for um, not observing and not caring. Brilliant. My pleasure. Anyway. (laughs) So here's a question for you guys. When is free, maybe not free? It seems the US Federal Trade Commission have accused our friends at Intuit around their turbo tax product is not always free, even though they advertise it as being so. So they filed a lawsuit with them fairly recently to try and bring them back into line, saying that there were tens of millions of US citizens and taxpayers using their product to file their annual returns and that it wasn't appropriate that they produce a free edition and then there's a paid for version as well. So they kind of got this freemium charging proposal. So we will see where that goes because like most disputes with the FTC, these things rumble around in the US courts for a long, long time. Yeah, this is definitely an interesting one. And I think our friends at the Powder County podcast are going to be all over this because I know they've been discussing it for a while and the fact that Intuit offers a free version, but then pretty much sells the, the paid one constantly. And the only reason that Intuit have the ability to do this, I market to to pretty much everyone in the, in the US is because they promised they'd offer a free version that anyone could use. So the government never created their own free version. We don't have this over in the UK, but very controversial. And it's good someone's done something about it, whether it comes to anything, because Intuit have stated uh, they are going to vigorously challenge the lawsuit. Um, And there's probably a lot of what they've built into how they've marketed it, that they feel they can wiggle out of any legal punishment from the FTC. This is both arresting, fascinating, gripping, enthralling and engrossing that we have MTD coming down the track here. Um, but at the moment, people can still file their tax returns for free with HMRC You're going online through the portal. But obviously, when we move to the full versions of MTD, the expectation is, is that those will go. But HMRC have promised to ensure that the market that picks up MTD filing will have uh, a free product. And yet, of course, if everyone in that market is a commercial software provider, what's the incentive for them to provide a free product? And maybe that's something that we'll have to be thinking about in the next few years. And another one. So Lightyear announces a new strategic partnership with Sage to integrate their purchasing and accounts payable automation software. So Lightyear automates the end-to-end purchasing of the accounts payable process, and they use quite a bit of AI in that. And they've announced this partnership with Sage and there's going to be a multitude of benefits for combining the features that they say. So the cross-platform benefit of automatic reconciliation of supplier statements within Lightyear, invoices pushed from Sage intact to Lightyear as a PDF and a link rather than JPEG images and ingestion of PO information from Sage to Lightyear. There's quite a few additional benefits that were listed, including sort of auto price checking, supplier and inventory management and duplicate flagging as well as a sophisticated document archive. Let, let's be honest here. This is an integration marketed as a strategic partnership. And it's a good integration. The fact they've built into Sage Business Cloud and Sage Intact, the bottom of the market and the top of the market. And that's a really good way of doing this, but it's just an integration. It's probably built up too much. The benefit is that Lightyear is a really powerful product. And if they get the pricing right where it can work at the Sage Business Cloud level, and at the Sage Intact level, yeah, really, really well done. But I don't think it's anything massively dramatic. 
Oh, I love your cynicism, Ryan. <laughs> I do think that what the guys at Lightyear are doing is the most fascinating in the OCR market at the moment. They've really pitched in at the ERP level of market. They've already done something with Oracle NetSuite. They've done something with Sage now at the intact level. For me, that's where the real dynamism in the market is. And that's where you can really make a significant play. Coupled with the fact that Lightyear definitely sits at the premium level of the OCR market that we're familiar with across you know, the Zero and QBO marketplaces. I, I think this is a clever move by the guys there. And um, uh, long may it continue because we've talked about in the past how crap some of the ERP implementations of OCR have been in the past. Whatever. So Lightyear have also released some changes to their software. They've really enhanced their approval process. And that's been a pain point. A lot of the expense management solutions, um, you've had to bolt on a different approval tool, such as Approval Max. So the fact that they've really enhanced this, you've got up to eight levels of approval. If you're using eight levels of approval, I think you probably need to do something about your approval process. But they've brought that in and they've also brought in single click approval so you can streamline the entire thing. They've also brought in enhancements to the purchase order process. It's great that they are building integrations into more systems. Bit of exciting news. Accountancy manager joined Bright Software Group this week. So Bright Pay, the payroll product, was announced on LinkedIn by James Byrne. And it forges the relationship a bit deeper between payroll and practice management. Kevin McCallum, we mentioned on the pod last year that he was recruited in as the CEO of Accountancy Manager. And he'll be moving to chief operating officer of the new combined group. Yeah, well, this is an interesting one because I'm sure there was an individual on our podcast that made a prediction about the. Do you want me to start again? Beguiling. I only use the word interesting. Tantalizing. I'm going to give you, give you keep throwing synonyms at you until you get there. For, yeah. Stirring. Well, I'll, I'll go. Well, I'm sure John, he made a prediction about what would happen to a county manager, maybe bought by someone else. So what do you think about? Well, I think it's really interesting, Ryan. <laughs> oh, fuck off, guy. If you say the word again, I swear. So I am going to take full responsibility for saying we got 50% of our prediction right and that uh, accountancy manager was bought by somebody. Unfortunately, we got the acquirer a little bit wrong. I still think Sage should have done it. It would have been a really good fit with Go proposal. No news as to whether they were in the market and whether they missed out on this opportunity. But surprising, let's say, that it went to, to Bright Group. And of course, who owns Bright Group? HG Capital and Bright Group. So they also own Iris. So it's really, it's really weird now because they have got effectively four practice management solutions now in their portfolio. And what's going to happen with those? That's the intriguing thing, because I think we would like the best of all worlds in those products and really just have one super amazing product rather than four. And on the topic of practice manager solutions, we've had a recent announcement from GoProposal. Our friend of the pod, James, has recently been talking about some improvements to the product and trying to move to what they've termed active practice management and essentially capture all of those things that happen with the practice and their idea is that they can build into go proposal a way of capturing work as it happens and make sure that you're pricing it appropriately and, and, and not giving things away for free so that's something that they're building into the wider practice management tools it, it, there's a lot going on in this space at the moment we ignition recently rebranded uh, from practice ignition and they're also talking about doing something similar so well, let's, let's see how this works, how this plays out. And on the accounting web source where we pick this up, for, for firms that want to be proactive, you don't necessarily have to have this software. As long as you've got the right processes in place, you could do this yourselves already. 
yeah, it's a streamlined alternative to what can be done, but it's a, a slick way of doing it. It's something that anyone using GoProposal will take up. It makes sense. Absolutely. Let's pivot, it's I definitely guess, interesting. It's not that it's interesting. It's a consolidation. Is that what we're seeing here with GoProposal moving into practice management and Bright with accountancy manager, things are consolidating back in again, right? To a bigger box model. Are they there? Yeah, GoProposal was always going to move into practice management. Yeah, it was a natural fit. It's a good fit for where they're at. Sage desperate for a practice management tool that's actually any good because they've been off their their practice management tool and it's never really been on the market for 10 years. And Bright have just moved in and bought a different product. And the issue, I think, is are we actually going to see that leech across in the HG Capital portfolio so that we end up with Iris essentially having one decent practice management tool that will be better than the rest? So let's pivot into some of the more generic app releases. We've got Zero releasing new reporting features. They've done an accounting management report pack. So not the thing they've promised for a while, which is that a reporting pack that the end user can create, but the area that's uh, only available to accountants, they have advanced that. It's just the first step before they release that direct uh, to, to client management reporting pack. So they've already hinted at that, and that's going to come soon. They've also enabled the executive summary report to be tailored somewhat And the best development feature so far in this release is the ability to annotate reports. So add comments. Um, So look out for that. That, That's definitely something that will be coming down the line. Don't know if it's released across the entire client base as yet, but it will be coming out to everyone in due course. Yep. And again, just getting into more of the specifics. So we saw that funding options, which is a platform that may be familiar to some people, but part of plethora of of apps aggregated funding for businesses. So you've got people like Capitalize, Swoop, et cetera, in that market, all doing very, very similar things. They've just announced the release of a product called Funding Cloud Connect, which is essentially a, an extension of what they're already doing, but it allows accountants like ourselves to create a, and add our portfolio of clients to the platform so that they can then start to look and refer clients onwards for, for funding. So it's a development that's needed because uh, without those kind of you know, onboarding tools, it could be quite challenging to get clients and data into those tools. Uh, They're probably a a little bit late to uh, the game here because a lot of their competitors have had accounting channels for a while. Yeah, indeed. And then on Workflow Max, so they've announced a product release, which totally bowled me over because I'm not entirely sure when Workflow Max last actually ever did anything that was released in their product. It feels like a long, long time. The new feature that it brought you is, is something called Folders on Invoices functionality, which effectively allows you to invoice based on Uh, folders you've created for jobs and quotes in Workflow Max. So essentially within Workflow Max, you can create uh, a sequence of jobs or quotes that were all together in one pot. And then from there, this new feature allows you to invoice those out en masse. It's a time-saving feature. Interesting. I'm not sure I've seen this in other products. Maybe Ryan has, but I'm not familiar with this. So it's quite an interesting sort of bulk invoicing process that's facilitated here. Yeah, this is going to benefit those that use Zero Practice Manager. I don't think it's, you know, one that in the UK is going to make a massive effect for everyone that that uses project management. Uh, I don't think there's a massive uptake on Zero Practice Manager, to be honest. But I agree with you, John. Seeing anything released from Workflow Max is pretty amazing. So bring more releases. Come on, guys. Anyway, let's pivot into something else. So Tripcatcher have released a partner dashboard talking about software that doesn't release um, anything new for a while. And really the, the focus on this is to 
actually make it easier to use as uh, an accountant, as one that's working over multiple different um, client base. So they've updated the user management functionality within the tool. If anyone's used uh, TripCatcher across multiple different clients, this has been a very painful area. So the fact they've worked on this and released something new is great. Not play with it yet. Be interesting to see what they do with it. But yeah, quite quite good that like Workflow Max, they're doing further development. Come on, apps, do more. I know we've been sort of slightly cynical about updates and things, and, and clearly all these products are working hard in the background. But TripCapture for me is probably one of those almost perfect apps in the marketplace where they can't release significant big feature updates in terms of what they do is mileage tracking, you know, and, and the choice from there will be to diversify into something else. So this is a neat little feature that will definitely make it easier for, for the likes of you and I. Completely agree. Anyway, the QuickBooks have released a new left navigation panel. Now they've got a left navigation panel. They're just changing how it works. Effectively, they're grouping certain tools to make it easy to use. If anyone that's used Zero in the past, probably about two, three years ago, they changed their navigation. Caused lots of uproar because no one likes to change, especially on where things are because no one can ever find them. But QuickBooks are not releasing this to all of the existing clients. It's going to hit new clients initially and only slowly be released to existing clients over time. So those of you that use QuickBooks Online, be aware your navigation panel will change. So MPs reported this week that HMRC must do more to recover taxes unpaid due to the pandemic. This was tracked during the period of the pandemic and, and before around 16 billion was outstanding. And at the peak, it ended up hitting 67 billion in August 2020. But the total UK tax debt has now fallen to 39 billion, which is still more than double the amount than the start of 2020. But MPs are saying that actually the HMRC need a better articulated plan and a detailed timescale to give more confidence in how they can manage the challenges. HMRC have responded to say they are going to recruit a few more people to help support the efforts and they reduce the amount of letters that were being sent. The key thing from a tech perspective here is that making tax digital was brought in to reduce the tax gap and the tax gap has ballooned. Now, understandably, that's because the government basically said to HMRC, let people off for a while. No one's got any money. Everyone's in a pandemic. And obviously it's going to go up. It's going down. This is more political than anything else. But key thing is making tax digital brought in to reduce tax gap. It's gone up, not looking good at the moment. One correction on that, Ryan. So the tax gap has increased, but not on VAT, because there was a report about the effectiveness of MTD for that. And the fact the government report that was done on that had shown that the tax gap for VAT had fallen and that more was collected. Now, you could be cynical about that and say, well, trade's gone up, et cetera, et cetera. So you'd expect VAT uh, receipts to go up. But that was the conclusion they made from that review. I'm not a cynical person, John. I've never come to that conclusion. Anyway, linking to MTD, MTD ITSA, uh, Sage are predicting, will drive 68% of accountants to offer new services. Now, actually, when you dive into this, realistically, this is just about accountants offering periodic updates rather than doing things annually. And obviously, that's going to come out because we have to report quarterly and clients want support. So if we're just going from reporting annually to quarterly, I don't class that as a new service. I class that as the same service, which has just been changed on how often we report. But who knows? Maybe I'm just cynical. I totally agree with you. You are very cynical. But on the point about Sage's research on this, I also agree with you that doing the same service over and over again more frequently 
is still the same service. So this is not a new service line, albeit this is a new way of delivering the service because it's going to be done through MTD. I'm amazed that they think it's only 68% because I think it's much, much higher. The major difference between the implementation of MTD for VAT and the MTD for ITSA is that for VAT, fundamentally, the way that you filed those returns didn't really change, particularly if you're already using software. The major change was for clients that were using the HMRC online capabilities and obviously had to move to a different way of doing things. But the reality is that for those businesses that were comfortable filing their returns, it was just a different way of processing it. Now, for many sole traders, partnerships and individuals who have a tax return to do, a personal tax return to do, you know, they give it to people like myself and Ryan and other accountants because they want to make sure that it's correct, it's accurate, that they're paying the least amount of tax, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that you hear on and see and read on people's websites. So they're not going to want to take that on to do it more regularly. They're going to want to push that onto people like ourselves to do it on their behalf. I can't see that that's going to change significantly. So 68%, I think it's a bit low. I think it's going to be more like 90. The only, the only thing I'd add here is that accountants have been told we shouldn't be doing compliance anymore. We should be doing advisory. Which is bollocks. Which, you know, you're welcome to your opinion, which I think might just pivot from being compliance to be more assurance because clients will need to keep their records potentially themselves, enter information to try and keep costs down. And we will be reviewing information before filing it, especially if we can use integrated tools, possibly just to spin on words. We, we provide assurance when we do compliance anyway. But I think how we approach it and how we deal with clients will be slightly different. I like the way that you've decided now to blur the lines between compliance and advisory by slotting an assurance in the mix as well, Brian. You can take the boy out of audit, but you can't, you can't take the audit out of the boy. Eh? You've got to create new service. That's, that's what saved a 10. Put some assurance in there, mate. <laughs> a little sprinkling of assurance over the top. It sounds like a recipe for disaster. Anyway, let's talk about something super amazing that's got lots of accountants up in arms. So companies house reforms. Let's wind this back a bit. So they did a consultation quite a while ago. I think it was almost pre-pandemic where there was a suggestion that we would move to a place where the filing deadlines for accounts, et cetera, would be chopped by three months and everyone went berserk because everyone thinks they're too tight already. That got kicked into the long grass. And then there was a second consultation that was done about improving what companies have to do in terms of their responsibilities. Because as quite a few people will know, when you submit accounts to companies house, it's a little bit cowboy country. And you, every so often, there are funny and interesting posts that only accountants appreciate where some crazy person's father on accounts and said, this is my accounting policy. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just made it up and it was a lot of shit. But I ran company's house and they didn't help me, so this is all I've done. Whereas for us accountants, we'll file a set of accounts and they get rejected because the accounts haven't been signed in black ink or something when they're accepting complete and utter tr tosh through other, other formats. So the main part of this proposal is around changing the rules so companies' house can actually properly regulate the information that's given to them and to make sure that it's accurate and reasonable and provided on time, which means that what goes on the public record is much more reliable, it's much more usable for anybody and everybody that, that has access to that. So accountants, insurers, credit agencies, etc., Add into that, we've got all the problems that's going on with Ukraine and Russia and things like that. So the government have taken the opportunity to bolster this even further and say, we're going to go for full public availability of all information. So they're removing things like small company exemptions, which means small companies and micro entities are going to have to file full P&L, no more filleted and abridged accounts and all this complication that we've had. And also 
in the same vein as MTD, moving to digital submissions, so no more paper filings. That's really going to challenge a lot of accountants. It's also going to challenge a lot of software houses because there are a hell of a lot of uh, filings that go to companies' house at the moment where it's very, very difficult to produce those accounts reliably on software in a way that we feel is acceptable in terms of the various regulations, charities, schools, housing associations, limited partnerships, where the software houses are going to have to really up the game. And this is in a world of moving from desktop software to cloud as well, because all of us accountants want our accounts production on cloud. There's a hell of a lot coming down the track. This is a very, very, very positive thing. Uh, I think it's really, really exciting. And I kind of wish that they'd done it three or four years ago when they kicked the can down the road. And a last little bit from the International Sustainability Standards Board. The ISSB has issued some guidelines that they want consultation on and they are expecting the comments to be received by July this year and hopefully they will help with the disclosure of sustainability reporting in a standardised way of stuff. Stuff that you need to do something about you counters, you need to know this. All I was going to say was, us accountants, we like rules. So rules-based you know, profession. Well, okay, I have some good news for you, John. Yeah, The ISSB really? have published some guidelines around sustainability reporting, and these guidelines... Fuck me, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I think this is you know, both thrilling and tantalising. Captivating, some might say. Riveting, possibly. I would say that most people would find it insightful. I do think this is invaluable and it's about time that they've done this. We knew it was coming, but we need it. We need it now. We need it now. Us auditors and accountants, we can't deal without rules. And this is what we need now. Do you know what? When I'm studying, I just get to look at BAPS all day. It's amazing. BAPS? Yeah, BAPS. That's what I put on my wall. What did you show? Boobs. No, No. it's not. You wouldn't be that crass. Oh, BAPS. Always a pun. Everything you said was a pun. It was like you've got one of those old school garages where the poster of the calendar is yeah, like. He does that in the room. His daughter like constantly comes in and holds up guinea pigs too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the oh, just that John. podcast this week. And thanks for it's listening. so interesting. And this interesting podcast. It's most interesting. Our most interesting episode ever if you have All some more synonyms for us other than the word interesting i would really appreciate that <laughs> this was an absolute disaster of discussion that was come on john close it out i'm fucking waiting for you to shut up oh god if you don't download this podcast seriously where are you getting your news from well a, a digest right we are not the reader's digest not feeders I like those charcoal biscuits you give the dogs to help them shit. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we are like those charcoal biscuits you give to dogs to help them shit. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right. Are we done now? Right. Do you want me to do that again then? Sure. I think you can do better. Okay. So that wraps up another episode of the Digitals in a Cruel World podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure you listen again and feedback any comments or any thoughts you might have for future episodes on all of our channels, LinkedIn, Twitter, our website, if you can find it, just do it. We're always wanting to hear from our audience.